Welcome back, Hooligans, to another episode of the Hooligans Pitch. This is a Monday edition. Uh, happy 1010. Shout outs to Toby. It is his birthday today. Toby! Yeah, six years ago we got him. So exciting oh, yeah. day. Yeah, 1010. We'll never forget it. Um, we'll also want to forget this weekend. At least I do. Uh, <laughs> a lot of drama in this house. It was an interesting <laughs> Sunday, not a fun day. But here we are, and um, as you can tell, I am wearing black, and there are a lot of reasons for that. Ooh, this is the time the oh, black kick comes out. I, you know, I gave it a week. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it one week, and um, I saw enough. So, before we dive in, uh, I am having a beer this time around because Please. I think I'm cured of COVID round two. So good, good. Um, I'm doing a, uh, yeah, back in action, full action. It feels nice. I'm going to do a fresh mango IPA by Deschutes. Oh, lovely. So good. I know. Delicious. Well, uh, and for you? I threw you for a little curveball. I made myself a little cocktail today. Oh, look at you go. Yeah, just threw uh, some tequila, lemonade, and a little bitters in there. Okay. Delightful. Nice. Really refreshing. It's been, it's, I mean, it's. October 10th and it's 91 here. So, oh my goodness, yeah, we're talking <laughs> low 70s over here. So, um, yeah, but um, I mean, yeah, should we dive I in? I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good week, honestly. Yeah, I bet for you, me. I, I bet you, I bet you thought it was a good week, and for me, I think it's only going to get worse. Um, now, do we just knock the Arsenal Liverpool game out of the way first? Or um, yeah, I've had a lot of built up tension on this game. I, I think it is time to kind of. <laughs> <sighs> to kind of talk about it, I need to vent. There's a lot of things that we need to go over. So fair enough, fair enough. All right. Well, um, do you want to start since you took the victory? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and speaking of starts, like what a start Arsenal had. Martinelli getting the goal. I think it's 58 seconds in. Uh, it was quick. Eesh. It was. I, I blinked, and then it was one nothing. So pretty yeah, quick. I mean, it was, uh, I guess, about as good of a start as you could ever want in a big game, right? Like, get that monkey off your back right away and and hopefully hold on to the lead. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I, I feel like, I guess I'm going to move into the tactics a little bit, but um, sure. I feel like we maybe scored too soon. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean that's the Liverpool way, right? Let your team, let the, your opponents score first, and uh, yeah. I guess the sooner they score, the better because the comeback is now on. So we had 89 minutes to try to come back. Yeah, and um, I don't know if this was maybe um, Arteta taking lessons from past games against Liverpool, and I think especially against uh, United this year, because um, Arsenal is definitely like sitting back a lot more than they have mm-hmm. um, in in like recent games this, this season, um, which I think kind of played into Liverpool's hand a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, like that's why I think we scored too early. Like we didn't get to build into the game and kind of play Arsenal's game. It, it was score, sit back, and let Liverpool have the ball. And even though Liverpool's going through a moment you know they're still a dangerous team with with the ball so so what percentage of you was upset that you scored within the first minute i'm not upset that we scored in the first <laughs> upset's minute. the wrong word upset's the wrong word but i think um i think tactically like just looking at both halves 
you could kind of see that it almost didn't allow Arsenal to like feel the game enough to to see like where they could push and couldn't push. Sure, they got the goal right away, and we're like, well, we got a lead, like let's not mess it up. Right, um, and played a little too passive, which you know I, I think. Like any good team, you know, you give them too much time with the ball and they'll find the right pass. And for Liverpool, they did. And, you know, there's a few times they had good attacking opportunities in that first half. And Plenty of only them. Only one goal, but, you know, it was, it was still threatening, I think, pretty much that whole first half. I, I think we had every Arsenal fan on the edge of their seats. Yeah. Clenching. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable at all. <laughs> no, and it's crazy because when it was 2-2, I honestly thought, I was like, oh, like, I think we're going to come back and get this just because we yeah. had Arsenal on their heels for so long in that game. Um, you know, y- y- y'all parked the bus a lot, but as soon as we, it seemed like as soon as we stretched your team out a little bit, that's when it was, uh, you know, the most dangerous for you. Um, the finishing was a little brutal. There were a lot of, you know, really awkward calls when Diaz went out, that kind of was like the dagger yeah, that felt like the dagger where I was just like, Oh man, like nothing can kind of replace him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with solid getting taken out, it was just like, Oh man, like what is, this is not the team. This, this is not the same team that was here a year ago where the confidence was just, you know, oozing out of everyone. And, and people were yeah. scared. I don't think anyone's scared of Liverpool right now. No, I mean, my kind of takeaway from this whole game was that Liverpool just, so often seemed a little bit disjointed mm-hmm. and it's like Liverpool's of past years. It seemed like everyone was on the same page calculated, and, you know, like everyone's helping each other. And I think that's why you got to see the best of uh, Trent and past seasons. Cause he had that extra cover. And like this year, it seems he's always left on his own to like attack and defend. And I think that's why he's getting exposed a little bit and like called out. He just doesn't have the extra help that, he used to have, I guess. But. Yeah, you know, I kind of did like a a little bit more of a slow motion reel of, of every goal that Arsenal mm-hmm. scored. And maybe you can refresh your memory. That first goal, if you go back and watch Trent, he just charges straight at him with like <laughs> like no real intention of doing anything but that. And, yeah. um, you know, in real time, I didn't really notice it. It was more going back. It was like, what was he doing? What was he thinking? Uh it was just so bizarre to watch that and kind of just, you know, run past him and then not even backtrack a little bit to, yeah. in, in case that play did fall through. Um, oh, it was just, it was hard to watch. And, you know, he did get subbed off and part of that made me feel like it was tactical, but you know, he did get a pretty looking at that picture yeah. again, which I, I posted in our group. That was not in any way to say, look what Martinelli did. It was just unfortunate, but I understand yeah. now like, yeah, okay. Maybe that did keep him out. Um, because that yeah. did that did look pretty bad. I can't, I can't imagine what that that did feel like. I mean, honestly, when Trent was taken out, I feel like Liverpool looked a little bit better. Like they, Joe Gomez is is not the attacking threat that Trent is, but I think his defensive abilities are a little bit better at least, and he seemed to, I don't know, like mesh better with the team that day yeah i don't like having joe central when trent's out there but mm-hmm. putting putting uh you know gomez out there with matip and, and virgil kind of as his backup that's cool with me i think that's yeah. probably when joe is at his best he had a really great season when trent went out a couple of years ago and he was playing that role and um mm-hmm. you know he was oozing confidence at that time so 
I don't know. Maybe we'll see something different here. I, I would love for Klopp to put Trent in the midfield, get some youth in that yeah. mid, stop bringing in Milner, get Henderson some help. Um, it's just so hard when we brought out the the four two four formation with just Tiago and Henderson out there. Love Tiago. Yeah. I love how he's just a free roaming midfielder. But that combination of just those two guys in there is not enough. And I think everyone everyone can um, can see right through that. So yeah, I mean yeah, it was kind of a a weird battle all game. Like I didn't feel like either team's midfield really took control. No. Nope. Um, and even like Arsenal defensively, I think for uh, Gabriel and Saliba, this is probably their like shakiest game. Like Gabriel had the weird touch on the first goal, and then if you watch back the second goal, um, the pass for, for is, Liverpool like, going or Arsenal, straight. Arsenal or uh, Liverpool second goal. Okay, um, the pass is going straight, which is where Firmino runs into it. But Saliba like steps to the side to like open that lane even more. So like I don't know what what the communication was there if if he heard a call one way and that's why he stepped that way but um mm. i mean yeah they like defensively arsenal i don't think looked at least the center backs didn't look great i think ben white and uh tommy Asu looked great tommy Asu, god man he i sh- mean kept shut that side down yeah he, he kept sala quiet the whole game so um i mean just some of tommy Asu's stats he uh won the most ground duels with seven the most aerial duels uh with four two tackles, seven ball recoveries. Like he had himself a game and that's not even his natural position. Like, you know, it's, I don't know that Salah got taken out for tactical reasons. Like Klopp was saying, Mm. I think it was just, he couldn't affect the game. He was being shut out. And I mean, that's a tough take when he's, you know, you're kind of your star player. There's, you would hope you could maneuver him a little bit and, and get him in there, but I don't know. There's such a magnifying glass on Salah right now where it, no no one else is doing anything. Yeah. So, like, if he does nothing, it just it, it, it's blown up even more. Um, my biggest gripe was how many offsides we had. Nunez with five. and like He's just living offside. Oh, man. He, he, wants, he just wants to get behind the defense so much, but I don't think he realizes without Liverpool's you know, kind of creativity in the midfield. He's got to just hope for a long ball from Trent or, uh, you know, just, just hope for an over the top cross. And, you know, he had them, which hence the five offsides that happened, but uh, you got to stay on like simple as that. So that, that would have been nice if he did to see how it would affected the game. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I was kind of wondering like why Liverpool, they don't like try and build through, Diaz or Salah, like those are both quick guys. They're good dribblers. They can pass well. Like I get it's asking a lot of them, but you know you gotta you gotta find the creativity somewhere. Otherwise, you know once Trent goes out, then you have Tiago. But you I know think, he's. I think the simple answer is other teams know who that's. That's what Liverpool want to try to do. So if they shut down those two wingers, which. Seems to be happening every game now. Salah's yeah. not doing a whole lot, and and you know Diaz kind of was. I mean, he's really fast. Yeah. He's, he was quick, but you know he had like one real solid goal this year where he cut in and and kind of did that FIFA arcing shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's kind of the main highlight. This is we need Nunez to really step up, and Firmino's doing exactly what he's supposed to do, which Oof, is yeah. awesome. Um, I love seeing him step up right now. Um, so yeah, I'm wearing black mostly because I think 
I think our, our chances to, of course, win the league is over. Uh, I know it's early, but we're yeah. what, 14 points down, I think, from the top of the table. It's um, a big gap, especially with this city team. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I just don't see that comeback happening unless something drastic happens. Uh, and now Champions League just feels like it's slipping away after Man Man United's kind of getting their shit together, and and uh, you know Chelsea is still not impressing me in any way, so they could still yeah. fall, but they're still winning. They're you know mm-hmm. you don't have to be impressive and still win. Um, and now you know Liverpool is going against Man City next weekend. So this could end up being, you know, if Arsenal wins 17 points from the top, it's just, it, it felt like the right time to kind of lay down and be like, <laughs> please stop it. Um, so that that's where my heart is. But on a, on a lighter note, I, I do want to talk a little bit, just the good things Liverpool has done in the last seven years because we have hit Klopp's anniversary. Yeah. So let me just read you a couple stats on Klopp uh, just to, to bring us back up a little bit. Um, because it has been really rough. So for me, you know, 330 appearances, um, it, you know, that's the most right now for any Liverpool player. Uh, Klopp has been in charge for 392 games. He has won 244 of them. He's been there faster than any manager in Liverpool history. He's reached 300, 400, and 500 league points in fewer matches. I'm sorry, uh, reached the milestone of 300, 400, 500 league points in fewer matches than any other Reds coach in history. 51 different players have scored under Klopp, which is amazing, by the way. Wow. Seven years, yeah. 51 players. That's pretty incredible. Uh, the most being Salah with 161. And uh, uh, what's another stat? Good one in here. Um, he has taken this team on an undefeated run of 20 or more games on more than two occasions, doing it four times. So we go on these stretches that are just massive, and this is yeah. just a really bad, bad stretch. Um, my coworker did bring up the fact that, oh, you know, I saw the post about the seven year. This is the same as the other squad, uh, you know, as the other leagues. And this one just feels so different because, um, it, not much has changed in terms of personnel besides our best goal scorer. So I did yeah. call this a rebuild. I was told that's a lame excuse and it's a Liverpool <laughs> excuse, but when you take away your, your, your top you know, either 1A or 1B player, things are going to have to be rebuilt in some way. Um, and then just all the injuries. So, yeah, it, it's I mean, tough. It's tough. I mean, yeah, anyone doubting that Liverpool is a good team, they're just, you know, you're, you're it's willful ignorance, right? Like, I agree Liverpool's been, been great for the past seven years at it least. A, it's and, a dynasty. We were a dynasty. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's come to a point where yeah some of the bigger names are either sold off or getting older and you know this summer they didn't really get any help they what their big signing was I don't want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that's the thing is like they weren't really set up for success for this season like you, you're the support that you need um, just in depth is like yep. it's not there right now whether it's because they weren't signed or because of injuries and you know that's uh kind of just rearing its head at the moment, unfortunately. Hence why I want to call this a rebuild. It, it might not look like that on paper because we'll probably still retain so much of the team for next year. But this, yeah. you know, maybe rebuild isn't the right word. Maybe it's a wash of a season um, with Champions League still, you know, it's it could still happen. That's that's a, There's a long way to go for Champions League. So I'm not worried about qualifying yeah. so much. 
Um, the black is for Premier League. Um, <laughs> and hell, maybe they get their their you know their squad together for Champions League. Uh, they play the Rangers next, which I imagine we should win that. Should, and yeah. then um, you know whatever happens at City this weekend, I am just gonna sit there and either be like, "Yep, that's expected," or be surprised and be like, "Oh man, like okay, maybe this started something." Maybe, yeah. I mean, City is a team we show up for, mm-hmm. even if it's a draw. I can easily see them drawing in a, I can easily see, you know, there's multiple ways this can go. Getting crushed, absolutely. Drawing, <laughs> sure. A sneaky win, it could happen. Um, yeah. Now, if we beat City, that will probably change some opinions of people at Liverpool. And that's a, that'll just be a huge confidence boost for the rest oh, of the year sure. as well. I'm sure Arsenal fans will love the fact if we can take City down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens this weekend. Again, no expectations, but that's just where we are right now. I have no expectations at all for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's your, your kind of the best spot to be in, Mike. I don't think it's worth overreacting and being like, oh, yeah, Klopp seventh year, let's get him out. Like, nah, it makes no know, sense. Yeah, because he's, he's still a good coach. There's still a lot of quality in the squad. I mean, just in the Arsenal game, like, Firmino comes on and gets a goal pretty much right away. You know, he, he's he's playing well. Use him. Darwin's looking threatening. He just has to learn his runs a little he's bit more learn. and, you know, mesh with the squad That's a little a ke- bit better. But that, that can be a chemistry issue, too. Like, they, it's yeah, only yeah. been... Off the top of our heads, maybe four to five games that squad has played together. Yeah. And Robinson didn't, Robertson didn't play either. And I feel like that'll be a huge benefit to that left side. Oh, um, definitely. There's just so many factors that have gone into the season that just haven't been uh, the way we have wanted it to go. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Unfortunate start to the season, but it's a long season. And like we've said time and time again, this is going to be a weird one with the world cup. And I think that January window is going to be huge. So <laughs> anything can happen with the world cup in November. Yeah. It really can. Um, <laughs> and for, for fun news, we're definitely getting a new TV for the world cup. Cause we were watching the game yeah. last night on the t- or we're watching the game on Sunday. It was like a snitch flying across the screen with wings. <laughs> it was that bad. Like, you know, Kristen doesn't care that much about sports. But when she's like, this looks terrible. I'm like, Oh man. But like, <laughs> You're right. So um, that'll well, be see, fun. That's, that's a positive from the game. You're getting a new oh, TV. Yeah, okay. So, you know, Black Friday, let me know what deals are out there because we'll be looking. Um, so, yeah, anything more you want to talk about that game? I mean, congrats to you. That was a fun little banter we had throughout that match. Shoutouts to Theo for stopping by. I had fun. Oh, um, yeah. I was still sad. Don't get me wrong. That's why beers were being open at 10 a.m. But um, uh, I mean, I think the only thing to touch on is I think overall the refing was poor. And, oh yeah, it was. Um, it's hard to watch at times. I mean, yeah. Like I know we kind of talked about it during the game, but like Gabrielle's handball was like one of those gray area ones that like you've seen go either way before, right? Where it's like it is a close proximity. So, like, you can, like they did, I guess, rely on that to be, like, you know, it's too close so, to, uh, didn't give them time to react. So, that's why they don't call the handball. But we've but seen so time, many, they, yeah. we've seen so many times where that's been a weaker handball and it's getting called yeah. for a PK. There's just, this consistency is killing me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's rough. And, like, as as rough as the game was, like, as physical as it was, then to have... Uh, 
Gabriel Jesus's penalty is like feels really weak. Again, it's one of those we've seen called before, so like I'm not all that surprised. But considering the other challenges that weren't called or like some that were called, it's it was just like kind of like a rough derby match, right? Like yeah. they're going at it, and then to call a penalty for one of these, where it's just like yeah, he technically gets the ball first, but like. Is, does he really have control of the ball? I don't think so. So I appreciate the words, but this, I, I mean, you know, look, I've been on that other side so many times, <laughs> so I know that feeling. <laughs> I, I really just want to put this game behind us because I feel like a lot of people were watching because Arsenal has struggled against Liverpool so much in the past, and this was the game for Liverpool to kind of maybe kickstart their season, and yeah. it just didn't happen. Um, the counterattacks for Arsenal, though, you got to be proud of that. That is, that is pretty. I mean, that looks good. That looks like Liverpool of old. Yeah, it really yeah, I mean, does. Just, that whole you know front line with an Odegaard right behind him, like it's just dangerous. And then you know Jaka is still getting up there, and he had that nice little flick over Matip and almost got the ball in. So I mean, yeah, like Arsenal's firing all cylinders. Like I think defense this time is a little bit shaky, but. And I guess maybe has been the past few matches. Haven't really kept some clean sheets, but um, I mean, yeah, they've been exciting to watch and I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are. Well, um, can we, can we segue this game into um, what you were going to bring up? Because Mm. I I do want to talk about Chelsea next. So let's, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, So I don't know exactly where this, interview came from but um a video leaked of obama yang talking with two other randoms that i don't know um and he kind of dropped some comments about arteta and uh kind of i guess his thoughts on on his managerial style um no i'm gonna stop you there really quick because i did see a little post on reddit was this initially right after his transfer to barcelona last year i think so i I was trying to figure it out i think that is the timeline yeah, I think it was, like, pretty soon after that. Um, so, okay, like, keep that in context. Right. He's feeling some type of way here. But um, he's basically saying that Arteta can't handle uh, big players and big characters um, in his squad. He wants, like, the young guys that he can tell them what to do and they listen. Okay, you want first reaction? Yeah. My first reaction is, who did Arteta play with with throughout his whole career and who did he captain? <laughs> that's my first that's my first reaction because he was captain of an Arsenal team that was one of the best in Europe mm-hmm. we've ever seen with personalities just you know Henri yeah. first off like yeah. is that not the biggest name in football in the last 20 years? I mean and he worked with him, played with him. I'm sure in some way coached him. Yeah. I mean I mean it's it's kind of a silly comment to make, I think, for Aubameyang. Like, knowing how much Arteta kind of let him get away with while that he was too. there, like, mm-hmm. while he was captain. You know, he... The multiple times I heard that he, like, showed up late for training, showed up late for a North London derby one time. That's why he didn't play in the game. That. He said there was and, traffic, right? Yeah, he said he got <laughs> stuck in traffic or something. And then, like... Uh, he took some some trips during COVID times. Mm-hmm. Um, always, he said to like go check on family and stuff, which fair enough. But then he would like return late from that, and it's just like he wasn't upholding those 
values and and um, I don't know expectations, I guess, as a, a captain and one of the senior players. And you know, Arteta kind of, I think, dealt with it because for a while, Aubameyang was carrying the team. You know, he pretty yeah. much carried Arsenal to that FA Cup. Like, if you're going to show up and and do that, like. Yeah, you maybe get a little bit more leeway in the behind-the-scenes stuff, but then when you stop performing and you're still not contributing in the locker room and, and on the training ground and stuff, then what do you expect any manager to do? Like, you can't just sit by and this isn't a, you know Real Madrid where we can afford a, a Gareth Bale sitting on the bench right. not playing. So it seems a little bit like... I don't know, whiny, I guess. It sounds like <laughs> he has a giant ego, which... Most likely yeah. he does. Um, you know, looking at the Arsenal squads when he was there, he was definitely the, you know, the senior member of that squad. Maybe mm-hmm. Lacazette was up there too, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, Lacazette did some things after finishing All or Nothing that were surprising. The little tussle he had. Who did he have that tussle with? Um, I think it was Cedric. Okay. Um you know, I think Arteta handled that fine. It happens. It, but yeah. to say he can't handle star players when, I mean, in the last six years, who who has Arsenal had that's been a star player? on Like, on like star player. And yeah. And what, how long has Arteta I mean, been there? Four years? Is this his fourth? Um, yeah, I think so. This is his fourth? Um, so, I mean, like, he was there what? and kind of you know, forced Ozil out too, but Ozil was already kind of going through some weird patches. Right. Really, at the end of Arsene Wenger's um, time, because he would miss games, and Wenger would always say, like, oh, he is sick or has back issues or whatever, and, like, but then the same thing kind of happened when Emery was there, and, like, mm. so it's like... Man, Emery, what he, is, that's a, that's a, like, a weird <laughs> part of my memory that I forgot happened. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, I think... Considering Arteta went to City and was like Pep's understudy, like it's gonna be that same sort of system where it's very much more about the collective than the individual. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a Messi or you know a generational Holland to talent. an extent, sure. yeah. Like, but beyond that, like if you're not gonna work with the team and work for the system and stuff, like it can't happen. I mean, it can't fly. Yeah. yeah. So I. I, I it was just more annoying to hear him say that and just be like you're thirty something and you just can't accept responsibility <laughs> for like what you played in the in this part right like now was this someone recording him on a phone like what what was the uh... yeah it's in it's in like a bedroom and I had, I know hmm. was it in I English got... was he speaking in English yeah yeah okay so I think he was doing an interview with some YouTube channel or something. So I don't know if this was before or after that, but it looked like a just like casual, you know, hanging out in the hotel room sort of ask the question off the record, but then mm. someone records it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's, that's fascinating. I'll, I'll look, I'll try to find that video. I think you said mm-hmm. it to me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll go check it out. Um, but let's, let's just segue that into Chelsea's match. Um, you know, they beat the wolves three, nothing. It is the wolves. Uh, did they? Did Chelsea look good to you, just in what you saw? Because I mean, I watched it. I watched a chunk of that game. I thought they looked okay. Happy that Pulisic got the start and the yeah. team score. 
Um, you know, I I showed Kristen his goal because I was like, oh, Captain America scored today. Let's go check it out. She's like, what's his celebration? And I was like, yeah, we can talk about that later. But um, uh, other than that, what what do you think of them? Um, I mean, yeah, they they looked fine. I I, I think it's been the my biggest name of the takeaway year. Is, <laughs> my biggest takeaway was just like pressing mount up higher. Yeah. And that more like Camrell obviously is better. He was on the ball a lot more. He, I think he got two assists in the game. Like two assists, five key passes, two dribbles, only one. I think the biggest one is only one displacement. So like mm. he was making the smart plays. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched Chelsea close enough this season to see where he's been playing, but it seems like he's been playing further back from the times I have seen and just, not being able to really create and you know at least get into attacking zones he is always kind of playing the more just i don't know central almost defensive role what well, him and Pulisic are such a great tandem mm-hmm. um hence the assisting goal that happened it, it yeah. i'm so happy potter is trying to like make this work because it did work in the past Oh, yeah. um, so I would not be surprised if we finally see Pulisic starting in these games and, and seeing this kind of awesome tandem start to happen. Um, it's, I, I did see a stat, and maybe you can help me help me figure out this stat, but Pulisic has the most goals uh, per start for Chelsea as far as the ratio goes um, over Mount, over Jorginho, and he doesn't score a whole lot, but his yeah. ratio from goals to games that he's playing and starting are, are immense compared to anyone else. So, um, boy, does you know the United States need that too before the World Cup. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. So that, it's good to see him get on the score sheet, and uh, and um, yeah, you know Chelsea, they're fine. I, I have a question though for you. Mendy's been in this rough patch, and now Keppa's in there and playing. Keppa's playing pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I think... What it, do you do here? You, like, you're afforded this tough choice of two good keepers, right? Well, like, Mendy's yeah, in Mendy. a contract year. Oh, is he? That's why it makes it... He wants Keppa money. Yeah. But he's like, mm. my, my backup's getting paid more than me, which is why <laughs> I think Keppa's now playing, because they're like, well, now you're his backup. I don't know, man. I think there's some weird, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't really know about yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, at this point, if Keppa's performing, I think you just kind of keep rolling with it. Like, yeah. Why right? not? Right? Yeah, roll with it. I'm, I'm good with that, too. Now, did we hear why um, no Aubameyang, no Sterling? I didn't see nope. anything, but I know they didn't Might've play. Just they played in Champions League the week prior, so mm. that, that might have been it. Um, and you're playing the Wolves, so maybe Potter was just saying, yeah. you know, let's let's rest our big boys for this one. Um, so yeah, that squad could get really interesting with those two in there. I, you know, Sterling might take Pulisic's spot, but I, I I hope they can find a way to make them both work. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they kind of offer the same play style. Um, but I mean, if anything, you know, it's start one and bring on the other one for fresh legs in the game and. Yeah, that whole left side will always be uh, something for other teams to look out for. So you're, you're calling a Pulisic super sub? Probably. I think Sterling probably still gets the starts okay. normally. Can I can I segue this game in? If you had anything more to say about the Chelsea and Wolverhampton game? No. I'm going to segue this into, and we're going to jump around here. 
if that's cool with you for all cool. the games. Yeah. We're, we're gonna knock them all out, but this, this is a perfect segue. I want to jump into West Ham, um, because West Ham won three one against Fulham. Mm-hmm. They decided to put Skamaka at striker instead of Antonio. Yeah, which makes total sense. Sense youth on your side. Um, Skamaka played really, really good. His goal was awesome. Did you see his goal by chance? I did. It looked like he might have been offside and kind of stood there, but I think he knew he was on. So his little like celebration pose is just. Uh, what do you think? It, you think he didn't? He wasn't sure. I was less concerned about the offsides and that there might have been a little handball action. That's true. I forgot about because that, that ball bounces up and it looks like it kind of hits his arm, but I don't know. It was it was a tough call. <laughs> What I well, I, I just want to segue that into. I think Mikel Antonio is the perfect super sub. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's you got thirty got minutes of him. That's all yeah. you need. I mean, his goal too. I think he kind of scoops the ball. You think he bit. scooped that too? It looked like it. <laughs> it's close. It's close. I might watch it again. Um, I just like I like his work rate. He was oh, like, yeah. you know, he might have the mentality like, you know, shoot, I just got dropped for this younger guy. I got to come on here and prove my worth. But I think West Ham is. You know, finally figuring out they scored three goals. Um, they scored what two the week prior, so now they're finally like starting to get these goals in. Uh, yeah. They sit. Let me bring up my table. They got to be moving up the table a little bit here. Um, they're sitting <laughs> even with Liverpool, and you know, a couple uh, weeks ago we were move. saying fire Moyes and they're going to get relegated. <laughs> so look at us now. Well, hey, I mean, yeah, they they seem to have figured something out. Um, and at least learned how to attack. It seemed like for the longest time they not only weren't scoring, but weren't even really getting good looks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did so, you see the um, the Fulham the Fulham uh, penalty that uh, they gave away? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that <laughs> that uh, like oh, man, you know, players can grapple with each other, but I feel like some players don't even try to fight it, and then it just looks worse than what it is. Yeah, that that. That PK was no worse than when Diaz and I don't know who what Arsenal player that was when they were grappling, which ended up getting. Yeah, yeah. that looked worse than this PK. Yet no cards were given in that little tussle in that game. So it's like it's it's just soft, man. There's some you know box tackles that are just so soft, and I I hate the acting that goes behind it too. Like I get it, you got to go down, you got to play it off like you were almost mauled to death <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, earn your PK, but, um, the PK was nice. Bowen, Bowen, you know, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. tidy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought, you know, in the Antonio goal, Leno should have done better. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I don't know who the defender is, is back there with him, but he kinda yeah, like, it was Tim Ream. Ah, uh, yeah. Kind of just like, Maybe Leno's like seeing him in his peripheral and it's like throwing him off a little bit. And then, you know, they kind of, I don't know if they collide, but, you know, kind of get in each other's way at least. And yeah, not a lot of talk. It looked, pro- I mean, I imagine, which is why Antonio just kept kind of plowing through him until he yeah. got his way through. He's got that, that power. Oh, so. he's so freaking big. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to mess with him. No way. Um. Yeah. Anything else about West Ham you want to say besides you know they're kind of getting their stuff together? Um. No. I mean, yeah. I don't really know how I feel about them yet. Like, I don't think we'll get the West Ham of last year where it looked like they were going to be top four, or top six at some point. 
Um, I know I they don't feel they don't feel as strong as they did in years prior. No, yeah. So I, I think they'll probably hang like mid table, but um, I mean, yeah, they're they're moving up slowly. Yeah, Chemistry is growing. Um, then yeah. Let's let's start with the first match of the week, which we didn't talk about last week, which is Leicester. Um, mm. What I thought was going to be a <laughs> turn in the season, taking down <laughs> Forest for nothing. Uh, Madison played great. I thought everything was clicking for them, and then I realized they were playing Forest. Yeah. Uh, and then they go play Bournemouth, which might have what the greatest turnaround we've ever seen in the Premier League after losing nine nothing. Pretty good. It's I mean, pretty they, they, good, right? The Bournemouth has been quietly doing good since losing nine nothing and firing their uh, their manager. Uh, like, I don't think they haven't lost since. I don't think they have not lost. They drew Wolves. They beat Forest. They drew Newcastle, which Newcastle, I, I, we got that's a whole another conversation. They drew Brentford and then they beat Leicester. So I mean. What is that? Uh, nine points out of five five games. And what? So then their only losses are Arsenal, Liverpool, and City. Yep. I mean, those aren't bad teams to lose. <laughs> those to. are the teams you're supposed to lose to. Yeah. So what a surprise! I mean, total turnaround. I thought they were going to get relegated early on, but now I'm yeah. like, I don't know if they are now. They're looking okay. I mean, if Leicester continues with Brendan Rodgers, then. You know that's probably one of the relegation spots already sealed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they just totally fell apart there in those couple of minutes against Bournemouth, and now they, they just, sit bottom of the table. They just do it, like I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I know what it is. It's their god awful ugly away kits. You see bad. those things? Yeah, I got a gripe <laughs> with them and Tottenham, which we'll talk about Tottenham yeah. next. I thought Tottenham were wearing their their practice or like that's pre, pre-match like. kit. Those things are ugly. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm just gonna say Arsenal extended with Adidas, and thank God because <laughs> Nike. I don't know what they're doing. They fired all their normal kit designers and are going on like Fiverr and asking people to create a kit design. <laughs> or Sacramento Republic for Liverpool, just doing a copy of the. Or that, kit. you know. Yeah. I think they're taking ideas from other countries and uh, rolling with it. Yeah, but I mean, Leicester's kit just ugly. Just it's like. A weird off-white and the like. I think it's trying to be like a gold, but it's really not. And then uh, what is it like a maroon or something yeah, on there? Yeah, it's like purple yeah. maroonish. Yeah, um, gross. <laughs> Daka, Daka. I really like Daka for Liverpool. Or I'm sorry for Leicester right now. I think he's playing yeah. good. And, you know, scoring back-to-back games. But that's yeah. That's it. That's all they got going right now. I mean, and Madison. I should say yeah. Madison and him. Um, I still think there's going to be a fat sell off for most of these guys who are going to the World Cup. Um, as I mean, soon as January one happens, it's just inevitable, right? I would think so. This is um, a rebuild. I mean, if you're honestly, if you're Liverpool, like, do you go in for Madison? Like, he's a creative midfielder. He's English. He's you twenty. Know, he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. So it's like, if we do go for him, if we do go in for him, it's got to be a win now situation. Which <clears throat> next year, I think, you know, who's to say we aren't going to be at the top again? Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm all for that move. Um, Harvey Barnes, man, he's really good too. And a couple, I think it'll be really interesting to see who comes for a lot of these players. I think they could do a full, I don't want to say a full 11 send off, but uh, half. I think half could go. I mean, I I think 
if you're a player in that squad, you're probably wanting to leave. It's you know, it, it's clearly not a fun time to be at Leicester, and you, you're not winning. You're not even really performing well. You, you don't seem to have the support of your coach. Like, <laughs> why be there? And it, you know, that's the thing too with Rogers. Um, he looked so happy winning against Forest. Yeah. And then to have this happen against Bournemouth, it's like, oh man, like Forrest and Bournemouth, I feel like they're not that, they're not too different in terms of yeah. quality. Um, but the passion is much different. So Bournemouth, Bournemouth is not going down without a fight. I think it'll be really fun to see that Liverpool Bournemouth rematch in a couple of months because <laughs> now I'm like nervous for it because I'm like, these dudes are going to have a little chip on their shoulder. Um, I would at least. Well, so, yeah, I mean... It's like a new season for them. Basically, I mean, it, they got to just keep putting in the good performances. And, yep. you know, I, I think normally the relegation point mark is like 35 or so. Like, okay. And then you're safe. So, um, you know, every every draw helps, especially against the bigger teams like, you know, Newcastle that probably should have beat you. Yep. But they didn't. <laughs> All right, should we segue to Ugly Kit Tottenham? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, pretty boring game. I'm, I got to ask you a question, though. Yeah. Do you think Son was trying to kill Harry Kane? <laughs> I don't know. What are you Specifically, what are you talking about? Like, Well, the goal they scored, it, like, Son just, like, hit it, you know, 70 miles per hour at Kane's yeah. face pretty okay. much. And it looked like Kane was falling. It, it didn't look like Kane really <laughs> meant to score. Yeah. It looked like he I, went to get out of the way and, like, his head I hit the wall. Like, yeah, I feel like Sun was probably shooting, and then Kane just happened to be there and, you know, got the, yeah. the weird, like, crouched header. It was just like a bang-bang play, and I was like, Sun, was that on purpose? <laughs> Like if it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe they practice it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. But uh, we did tell the future a little bit. Yeah. See, they listened to the pod. Obviously, must. it was so. Is it when I looked at the pre-match kind of like formation, I saw Sun at striker. I was like, wait a minute. We talked about this. I gotta go find. I didn't look for the uh, the timestamp of when we talked about it. But um, no. I'm gonna give us a little a little back tap for that one for calling something yeah. out and making it happen. Only one nil though. Nothing yeah, too impressive. I mean, look, I get it's Conte's system and it's effective. They're they're winning, they're winning. but like, as a fan, Ugh. are you are you having fun? Like, I get it's you're winning. Like, at the end of the day, that's what matters, I guess. But at the same time, like, to watch these games and you know, it, they just they don't seem very fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I get my perspective is probably pretty skewed since I'm an Arsenal fan, but I I don't know. I think. Would you rather I, win or would you rather have it be fun? That's the ultimate question. Well, yeah, I mean, of I course you, you take, want both. Of course, I know you want yeah, both, but it, you probably take the points. But I mean, man, like it, it it is nice to win and play well or at least like have the signs of like playing well easy to say chad easy to say (laughs) i had fun for a little bit this weekend until i wasn't having fun so yeah but you know shout out to harry kane he's other than holland he's got you know eight goals in nine matches so he's performing really well is that second most in the league 
I believe it is. So I don't. I can't think off the top of my head who has more. Um. Yeah, I don't have it up here, but let's see. It's got to be him. It's got to be him and. Uh, uh yeah yeah so you got maybe still up there uh, Holland is on fifteen Kane is on eight Bobby Firmino six on six yeah. Foden six Tony six Mitrovic six so you know uh, again the system works but snooze fest <laughs> um we do have a a, a, a you know fan friend of the show uh who recommended we we replace lingard uh with madison in our next best and lingard didn't play didn't play today yeah so i kind of want to push a substitution to get madison in so we can start stat tracking him because um he said he would like to sub madison in but he has no idea what his stats look like for the year so I, i you know i said we do a little research on Madison to see where he's at point wise. Um, he's got to be just on top of my head, five goals, two assists. Uh, you look at Tielemans, they're at 14 team goals, which I'm sure he's a part of most of them. Uh, he's yeah. got to be in the 45 to 55 point range, which puts him uh, second best behind De Bruyne. So um, if you'll allow it, I think we sub him in, get Lillard I mean, out. Cause what, why what, this guy sucks. He sucks. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think uh, after having seen Lingard go on loan to West Ham and, you know, was playing Come well. Come on, man. We thought that was going to happen. I thought, yeah, I thought he had it in him. But he hasn't done much. So, I mean, yeah, let's let's ship him out. Let's get James Madison in there See, see uh, see what he can do. Great. I'm all for it. Um, you know, good segue into the Forest Villa game today. People are calling for Gerard's firing after this. Uh, I mean, fair. Like Villa hasn't is really it, performed all that well. Um, and you know, to to not get a win over Forest is not a great look. Yeah, Forest <laughs> has lost five uh, previous matches before this one. Oh dang! Wow. So, yeah. so Forest has been on the the downward trend. Um, so this would have been a good confidence boost for Villa, but yeah, I mean, Villa's—it's just like a weird squad. Like they have good players in there, but yep. they just don't click. I guess I don't know. Uh, I don't know if getting rid of Gerard is is the yeah, trick. Is, there is, that, is that the answer? Like I don't—I yeah. don't think that's the answer. I think a better team is the answer, which yeah. can come in multiple ways. Well, they could have sold Arsenal Douglas Louise and got like twenty million or whatever, but they hung on to him. So, <laughs> their choice. He actually played pretty good today. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think he's one of their better players, so I get they wanted to keep him. But you know, you, I don't know. Maybe they had more confidence in their in their team than I think I they know. had. They had, they had a lot of confidence in their front three, which you know, Ollie Watkins is all right, but I, I wouldn't put my team on his on his back. You know. Yeah. And then I don't know. I, I get, not the same. Yeah, I feel like they need like a. Uh, I could see like an Ivan Tony or someone of like that kind of. That'd be fun. That kind of p- profile at Villa. Um, I don't know. Like they they have Coutinho, they have Wendia, um, and who, Ings, uh, Danny Ings. Ings. Don't they it's have? Just meh. I think 
Leon Bailey, who's quick. Like, they have decent players out there. They have Bednarak, who they don't even use, and like, didn't even play. What's today. going on there? Ashley Young had a good goal today, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Um, How old is that guy? Oh he's man, he's got to be old. Thirty-seven. Okay. He might be the oldest in Premier League. Maybe. Uh, Fabianski is thirty-seven. Mm. Um, oh, Thiago Silva's thirty-eight. He's thirty-eight. Yeah, he's the oldest. Wow. I know, Oof. and playing decently too. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got Milner at thirty-six in eight months. Ashley Young thirty-seven two months. Fabianski thirty-seven four months. Ronaldo, number two, 37, seven months, and then Tiago, 38. Okay. So, got some old men in this league. Well, I mean, hey, if he can get you some goals, then might as well keep using them. <laughs> well, let's segue old men to Everton Man U. Uh, Ronaldo finally got his goal, which is He remembers while. how to play. He can shoot the ball, Chad. <laughs> All of a sudden, he woke up and he remembered who he was. <laughs> he he had a decent game in uh, Europa. I, I caught a little part of that game because he started, and I was like, "Man, this is where this man is at now." He's starting Europa yeah. games, like oof. But um, you know, he he did get subbed into this game. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. He yeah, did, uh, right? Martial was starting when I think okay. he went out in like 29th minute or something like that. So yep, 29. Uh, is this a sign? Are we going to see Ronaldo start now? Um, maybe. I mean, if if Martial went out for an injury, then you know, I I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you still have Jaden Sancho there, so you can they can move their front line around a little bit. But Sancho didn't play. Um, yeah. But Casemiro did. He put, he started. Which I, I kind of the strangest game. Well, I know. I, I think what happened was they're waiting for uh, McTominay to screw up. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he did. He's got five yellow cards, so he's now suspended. Uh, so I think that was like, you know, a ten hog. Like, I'm not going to kick you out because you're bad. I'm just going to let you screw up until yeah. I, I'm forced to take you out. And I think that's a positive move. So now you got what? Three ex-Madrid players in there. Um, Varane came on late. They gave Lindelof the start, which Lindelof now has like 300 appearances for Man U, which I think is what I read. Does he really? Right? Wasn't that a surprise? Wow. I, 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 might, I might need to get fact-checked on that, but I, I heard that when they were playing that game, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, so that was surprising. Uh, pretty boring game, to say the least, though. Not a lot of action. Yeah. Uh, Wobie's goal was sick. Wobie's goal goal was definitely the highlight. Goal of the um, week. He's he's one of mine. I one took like three down. So okay. yeah, I got two down. Um, so that that was my that was my top. Yeah, I mean Anthony's looking good. He's mm-hmm. you know three goals in three games. I I so think, I think it's worth it. I think that they money see, they spent for him is definitely worth it. Yeah, I think you know Casemiro will probably look better once he's more used to the team. But I mean he he gave. A mistake away on that first goal for Awobi's goal. Yep. But then he would still make some like weird passes and weird movements. But then his like tackling is just perfect, so he kind of makes up for it. And it's like just yeah. a very strange game to watch for him. <laughs> I think he just needs to get used to the the pace of the team. And I mean, this is yeah. really his like first game, kind of with them. Yeah. Um. So yeah. you know, I mean, I like seeing him play. Uh, he's a good player. It's a shame he's yeah. on the bench for so long, but yeah, I, I think. He'll 
probably start to take that spot from McTominay. Like, probably. I don't think McTominay is great. So McTominay was uh, a sub that game, by the way. He came on for Erickson in the 80th mm-hmm. and then got a yellow card within like the 10 minutes. So yeah, okay. <laughs> so, like, pretty easy. Win. And I, I, I did look on the, uh, the Manchester United um, subreddit just to see what they said about him. And they were like, get this kid out of here. Like he, he isn't made for this club. So that kind of sucks for him, but um, yeah. it happens. Yeah. Like he'd be perfect I mean, for a lower table team. I think, I think, yeah, I think he has kind of that good fight in him and isn't worried to kind of like, go into challenges and, and do what he can to win the ball back. But, yep. you know, you want your your Man United team to be a little bit more, I think, technical. Yeah. Um, and not be just... You want, like, the enforcer back there, but you want, like, a... Uh, Confident like a, a, enforcer? <laughs> yeah, you, you need, like, that, like, Yaya Torre or, or Rodri or, or any of the city, like, enforcers. For Fernandinho, where it's like... They go in and make the challenges without getting a yellow card and can you know pass the ball off well and yeah. um, get the attack going. I agree with that. We did see uh, t- uh, Calvert Lewin come in, so he's back. Um, yeah, I really I mean, wanted credit- Everton to win this game. It, yeah, credit to Everton. They were really fighting. They had a lot of good chances towards the end there. They just they lacked that quality to to get the goal. Yep, but. Onana looks like he's doing pretty good. You know, he's he's getting into some threatening positions and kind of playing that uh the late run into the box role. And yep, I like what he's doing. He's long. Yeah, he's got some long legs to work with. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. Before we move on, and just because you know handballs are the uh, talk of the week, you see this Rashford goal that was disallowed. Mm, I didn't. I didn't see that Oof. one. So <laughs> he kind of he's on a break essentially, and I think it's Tarkowski comes in to slide tackle the ball, kind of gets it, um, but it pops the ball up, and Rashford's jumping over him, and as it pops the ball up, it hits Rashford's hand, and you know the ball continues mm. forward, and then Rashford goes and shoots, and they disallow it for a handball, but like his his arms are not out, he's not star fishing. You know, he's just jumping. <laughs> are, are his are elbows like, tucked? Um, I don't know about tucked, but it looks, you know, a, a natural kind of hmm. jumping motion. Okay. And it, he he's not moving his hand towards the ball or anything. Um, it does hit his hand, and then, you know, he proceeds to score after that, but it's not immediate. Like, he has to still dribble a little bit, still put the ball in the back of the net and all that, so feels a little bit harsh hmm. I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out because yeah, it, it sounds like a unique situation that can be uh dissected yeah, a little further I just they I, I i get like a lot of these decisions aren't just so black and white there is a lot right. of play in this but i think at this point in time the the variation in uh what is allowed what is not is just like so wide that it's it's hard as a fan to watch the game and think you know what's going on and then you know Rashford scores this great little breakaway goal and then it gets called back and yeah your team still won the game but it's like that's still a sticking point of like why is that not allowed like he didn't actively go and try and handle the ball it just bounced up and hit him <laughs> VAR should have a uh, open mic when they're discussing things For sure. could you imagine like 
I think it would help the, a lot. The transparency, it would be great. Yeah. It'll never happen. But no. <laughs> I mean, it it would be perfect because already the refs are more or less not held accountable, right? Like mm-hmm. they call the game as they kind of see it, and it's fine. Like that's kind of one of the things about professional football. Like there is some some play in there. Like it's not so strict by the book all the time, but like bringing in VAR is supposed to help, I guess, kind of standardize the experience, right? Uh, yeah. You're, you're killing you're nailing it. It's just, it's, but it's not, that's the problem. Yeah, it's it not. doesn't. And then if we had that open mic while they're at least checking something, it would be nice to hear their thoughts and, you know, hear that the conversation between VAR and, and the ref on the field and, because, you know, most of the time they go over and they overturn it and, okay, cool, whatever. But the times that they don't, it's, you know, also would be nice to hear that and just hear some reasoning. I think it would help the fans a lot. It br- puts them under much more fire, but, you know. It's like this in every sport. If an official is wrong, the the trust is gone. Because how are you yeah. going to listen to anything they say for the rest of the game? Yeah, it's a. I just, I know. Hey, man, every sport is like this, and it's awful. There's a, there's a, there's a type of ego that goes along with being a referee or an umpire where, mm-hmm. um, you should never be wrong. And when you get told you are wrong, and we all know you're wrong, there's a weird like. You know, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not good. So, um. It sucks, but I just don't think we'll we'll never see a change in transparency as far as VAR goes. Uh, yeah. Until the whole game is controlled by robots. Like, <laughs> honestly, they, you know, it, it, to just compare this to baseball, they're talking about getting rid of umpires and just having, oh, like, really? robotic strike zones. Because you can't, like, why not? Like, have a camera out there with the strike zone in it that can call a ball or a strike. Um, that's probably the only sport where that can happen. I guess because yeah. you know, I feel like in 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 soccer, like there's build up play where you can't mm-hmm. just call a foul a foul when a foul happens because something else might be occurring. So like, sure. then a robot would have to be in control of that, which then that just leads into a whole another, uh, you know, if a robot yeah. calls the wrong thing, that would just like, <laughs> what do you like that that just can't happen. It can't happen. So there will still be a human yeah. element to to soccer um, for as long as we live. Until other robots are playing soccer and humans are completely out. <laughs> robot um, league? Hey, man. You know, we got Rocket League. It's Robot League next. Look, I'm putting my money on Boston Dynamics. They're going to be like the man city of the Robot League. <laughs> they would probably crush everyone. Um, all right. We got Jeez. we got technically three more games to talk about here. Um, let's, just, let's just bang out City first because... Uh, Four nothing against Southampton, not a surprise. I thought they'd Look, maybe score more. Credit to Southampton, it wasn't nine nil. It wasn't nine nil. We thought it was going to be for a little bit. And you, you held Erling to one goal. Should have, that po, just that post shot he had. Oh my gosh! Probably yeah. should have been two. I like. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that didn't go in. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, it's you know, I think went about as everyone would expect. You know, I don't think Southampton was ever expected to really put up a fight. Nah. So. That was as expected. Yeah. Job complete. Do you think, uh, speaking of jobs, do you think uh, their Ralph, was Hassan, Hassan Huddle, something like that, Southampton manager, 
You think he's keeping his job or, or what? Not after this weekend. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, at least he has he has at least one more week. It's hard mm. to you know you're going against Man City. It's like yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't make a decision based off this game, but like even this season, I think they've struggled. They had that win against Chelsea, but I think that's maybe kind of. I think you're right. It's <laughs> uh, seven points. They've lost the last four. They had the one win against Chelsea to start off the season early on. And then it's just been a downfall ever since. So yeah, yeah it, it could happen. Um, he's, he's been there a few years. Like at a certain point, you maybe got to move on. I think a sell-off will happen in January. Mm-hmm. And if that does happen, then he'll go. I think it'll happen like tandemly. I don't think it'll be a firing now and then a sell-off in, in yeah. January. I think they'll sell off, bring in a new coach, start a new system, start a new trend, and then, you know, roll yeah. with that. Okay. So Well, I, I will say uh, my uh, defensive player of the week, if you want to call him a defensive player, is Jao Cancelo. Yeah, right there with you, brother. Uh, he's he's a he's a left winger. If we really want to talk yeah, about it, but how can you not give it to him? I mean, yeah, it seemed like almost every attack went through him. His goal was pretty good. I think defending was a little bit meh on that. But he doesn't, you know. he doesn't really need to defend with this team. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, just... So yeah, we agree there. Yeah. Uh, we didn't. I didn't say my. Offensive player. I like saying them when the game we talk about the game, but mm-hmm. um, it just made me too sad. But it was it was Saka. I mean, it just <laughs> makes sense. Uh, I I have him and Martinelli as like a. It could go either way. Saka got two goals. Martinelli got a goal and an assist, and I'll yeah, let they you, both. I'm gonna let you choose that one because hey, I'm not. Don't put the. I don't need to pick. I don't want to pick. <laughs> uh, See, I didn't even want to put them there because I was like, yes, they played really well, but like, is that like too biased of me to put them in there? Nope. <laughs> nope. It was the biggest game of the weekend. Arguably the biggest game of the year so far, I would say. Um, maybe the Man U Arsenal one is up there, but yeah, yeah I'm going to let you decide that one maybe at the end of the episode. Uh, we can talk a little bit about Newcastle um, beating Brentford 5-1, but Newcastle is this weird up-and-down team that I just don't know yeah. what to expect from them. They'll crush a team. They'll lose to a team. They'll draw a team. No Isaac this week. Uh, St. Maximum came back looking pretty okay. strong already, so good to see him back on the pitch. Um, but what do you think of this team? Um, I mean, yeah, they're kind of... They're just kind of weird. Like, they're, they're still... Weird kind of the Newcastle we remember, but with some better better players and I think more sound tactics. But even in this game, I feel like so many of their goals came from just Brentford making like silly mistakes. It's Brentford. They're not good. So, I mean, yeah, it's like 5-1, yeah, but like did you really beat them 5-1? I don't, I don't know. Brentford kind of beat themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only loss they had this year is against Liverpool. Uh, their draws are probably the most impressive thing. Either impressive or like, how'd you guys not beat them after destroying some of the teams? They drew Brighton. They drew City. They drew the Wolves. They drew Crystal Palace. They drew Bournemouth. Uh, I mean, 
Those are I all that, besides City. The draw Rumble. against City is probably your, yeah your best one, but everything else, yeah, you would think <laughs> you would be winning. <laughs> um, we just started watching Wrexham this past week, and I think my favorite my favorite line was when was when they were talking about draws, and they're like, sometimes a draw is a win, sometimes a draw is a loss, and like, and it makes no sense. I'm like, well, here it makes you know perfect sense. Obviously, the yeah. City is a win, but the uh, I think the Brighton, the Wolves. The, even Crystal Palace and Bournemouth, like those could have easily been wins, which puts them probably at the top yeah. of the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's why I, I just think they're still kind of in this. I don't know if you call it like a rebuild necessarily, but, you know, they just recently got actual money yep. to spend on players. And, you know, I, I guess they're going about it smart, like piece by piece rather than the, the forest strategy of just buy like 20 players and see yeah. what happens. Um, so I think you do kind of have this weird mashup of, you know, the Newcastle that we knew that was like lower end of the table and now some new, new blood in, in the, uh, squad that's kind of pushing you forward. But I think they'll stumble for, you know, another season or two until they get their squad kind of figured out more. I think they're close. They're close. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play out this season i just want to see isaac play like i want to see him yeah. with their squad i want to see him i don't think him and maximum have played yet so no i think he came in yeah right when uh good old saint went out yeah and then um last game we have on our list here was uh crystal palace and leeds um the leeds goal was pretty much produced because of aronson yeah i i i like him man he's tough yeah. i you know i really hope our american boys can get as much play time for November. I mean, um, yeah, it looked, you know, Leeds looked like they have all season where it's, you know, they, they fight and they want to kind of play their game. They're not too scared, but, um, yeah, I don't know, just just missing a few little key moments, I think, to, to really connect it all together. Uh, plenty, um, plenty of shots. They have... Yeah. Man, how many got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wait, hang on. Two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten shots. So like, they're shooting. Yeah. The attack isn't the problem. Um, I, you know, they just gave up some. Yeah, Ezzy's goal is pretty sweet. So. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, that's on my list. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Awobi still gets mine. Skamaka was the other one, just because of. Yeah. His pose, it was like it was like Balotelli esque. <laughs> it really maybe, was. Maybe with like less confidence, but that's just yeah. like that's that's where I where I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Zaha's just a menace out there. Mm -hmm. You know, if if the team can't handle him, then yeah, it's it's hard to uh, not like build every play through him. Like, he can dribble. He's fast. He can pass well. Oh man, he's so good. A little one-two with Eze for his goal. I mean, that's easy stuff if, if a team's not going to shut it down. Yep. Uh, they're fun to watch, but just inconsistent. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this week we had Cancelo with the top points. Oh, I'm sorry, Sokka with top points, 16-5. Um, mm. Cancelo, 15-5. And then Bruno Guimaraes was number three, Bruno, right? I think he got two goals or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think he had the two. So I mean, yeah, he he definitely played well, but oh, man, you're gonna make me pick between those two, huh? 
Yeah, I'll tell you my sub. I'm gonna let you think about it. I'm gonna make a, my last sub this week um, mm-hmm. before the weekend hits. It's Benrack. Benrack's just I just don't see. You don't I don't know what's happening over there. I need someone in there who's gonna get me points. So I'm gonna bring in uh, Joakim Anderson from Crystal Palace. Oof, this, I've had him on my radar. Do you see how many clearances this man has? Yeah, he's 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 looking good. Sixty five. Uh, you know, top in the league, only seven appearances too. Next on the yeah. list is uh, Metpam with 53 with nine appearances. So um, it just shows Crystal Palace is getting worked on the back yeah. end. But I just, those are points that I could be getting and I'm not because Bednarak isn't playing. I wish I would have done this a month ago, but here, yeah. we, here we are. I mean, I think I'm going to have to do the same. It'll be my last sub, but I need someone that's going to play. So World Cup's coming. We're going to have a big break. It's not a normal year. Yeah. I don't think it's wrong to make all your substitutions earlier rather than later so um that about wraps it up chad who's your uh, offensive player of the week i think i think i'll go mikhail saka got a boy martinelli's like right there behind him and you know they both have had a strong season so far yep i think you know saka taking that high pressure pressure penalty Kind of, and being the winning goal, you know, kind of swings it in my favor for this week. But man, it, it could go either way. I know it's close. I could watch another what highlight a, of Martinelli and pick him. What so. a tough decision to make. <laughs> man, must yeah. be hard. All right, so we both agree, Cancelo and Saka. Uh, yeah. Can you finalize your goal of the week just for kicks? Um, if you had to give one, I'd probably. Lean Iwobi out of that. I just I like those top of the box yeah, bangers. Not even, but I, you know we could do got to say team build up goals are pretty sweet too. So yeah, yeah, that's why I like the Eze one because it's a little bit like just that connection between him and Zaha. And, yeah, you know he still dri- dribbles around pretty nice, but Iwobi was just such a clean strike. David De Gea just full extension in the air and couldn't even get to it. So yeah. Oh, shout out to Jose Saw for that save against uh, Pulisic because that was nice. Yeah, that, that was, was a nice. great save. Um, well, sweet. I guess that about wraps it up for this week. New website. Super pumped about that. We're yeah. about to be on Spotify, Amazon, uh, Apple. We're hitting all the the facilitators for us. So. This will yeah, be fun. Wherever you listen, we're there. Um, I keep telling people when they're asking us fact-checking questions because this seemed to be the week everyone was saying, are you sure you're right? And <laughs> we get a double down and saying, oh, we know we're right. Um, yeah. And then they're saying, you know, I you know, I was saying, like, check out the new website. They're like, wait, there's an update to the website? I'm like, ah, oh, you guys don't even read. So <laughs> um, it looks nice. Shout-outs to Jacob for putting all that together. Um yeah, yeah, it looks really nice. Champions League should be on there by probably the end of the day, end of the week. Talk to Theo about that, and then we'll start working on World Cup stuff. It's coming up quick. Gonna be busy. Gonna be a couple of busy months. Yeesh. All right, Chad, that about wraps okay. it up. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Another episode down. We will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in and uh, Liverpool City, probably the match of next weekend. I will not cry afterwards. <laughs> I might just it's get be a, little... a Liverpool masterclass. Don't I might even just worry. get teary eyed. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we will see. All right, Chad, you have a great night. Catch you. Later. All right. See you later. Goodbye. Bye bye.